This is Faces for Radio. And welcome to an festive edition of the Faces for Radio podcast. We sort of envisioned you'd be cutting some fruit for your family about 10 o'clock in the morning, or maybe, or maybe you're pulling the spuds ready for the roast. Who cuts fruit it's, at 10 o'clock in the about, morning on Christmas we're, Day? We're about a week what away. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, does, does Lorraine cut you some fruit on Christmas morning, Harrison? We, we occasionally have a bit of fruit. Does she peel grapes for you? What fruit do you eat on Christmas morning, traditionally? Peel grapes. I, there's not like a traditional aspect to it, but you know, we'll have a banana, a bit of a tangerine every now and again. Big, mm. big fan of the tangerines. I think I go for about five a day. My that gut can't never... be good. Yeah. Oh, how... oh, Sam, my gut has never felt so good. I was, I was telling... sting like an absolute maniac. <laughs> Got the burning oh. wheeze. I went and had lunch Bernie with our good friend George Colt the other day, uh, just after his birthday. We had, we had a lovely little lunch in a cafe in Bournemouth called Norwegian Wood. Oh, it was lovely. Norwegian lovely. Yeah. It was a Beatles, the Beatles cafe. themed cafe. Yeah, the Beatles themed cafe. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, yeah, we, we were chatting about our gut and he had Actimil every day for about two weeks. And he said then that his gut was outstanding. <laughs> Gut health. Uh, this is the conversation of a 50-year-old. This is not, you know, well, I've actually had five tangerines a day and uh, my piss stings like an absolute fucking volcano, but my gut feels absolutely great. Well, I'm, I'm on the Actimel myself. Uh... Well, I, I said to him, because I've, uh, I've been having porridge every day for breakfast and I've been shredding ginger into it, you know, like grated ginger. And, that oh. must taste disgusting, like soap. Oh, no, it's, it's great. It's great. And it's so healthy for you. It's the proper rolled oats. I don't eat breakfast. Oh, breakfast, breakfast for wimps. Man. Mine's breakfast is for wimps. <laughs> you need to eat when you wake up, grow up. Like You should at least be able to last three hours after waking up without having to eat. Mm. Oh, such, a, such a luxury breakfast. Oh, people these days. People these days are just wimps. wimps. I, I love a bowl of honey hoops first thing in the morning. That's my go-to. I can't eat toast in the morning. I don't know people who eat toast in the morning. They're kind of foul in my eyes. Well, toast is, a, toast is really bad for you to eat because um, it's got a lot of starch in it that makes you not feel hungry. And it sort of it, 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 it makes you want to have more toast. So people who have toast every day, they actually want more food afterwards. They, they never feel full. There you go, I listeners. If you eat toast day. in the mornings, you're a greedy bastard. All right, question, right? I've been considered strange for doing this, but it's delicious, right? Say you've, you, you know, you've made some gravy and there's a bit of gravy left over. I've Say never made gravy in my life. You need to get on some it. onion gravy. It's delicious, right? Gra- gravy is about, fantastic. About a quarter of a jug left, right? Not a lot left, right? Slice of buttered bread, right? Dip it in the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the most delicious thing ever. Even after a full roast dinner, I can still have a slice of bread and loads of gravy i usually have that next day for lunch I you know, got all the leftovers not with the skin though i got shown oh, a yeah, great you, you tip. That in. a great mm. tip for toaster right what you do it's like you know when you go to pizza express and you have doubles and they've got a little tub of garlic butter and you dip mm. the doubles in what you do is you butter your toast but you also have a bit of butter on the side and then you you dip the toast in the butter and you've got extra buttery toast that sounds nice. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm. It changed my life. Have you have you been watching Nigella at all? What, Mike Fruave? 
Me grow <laughs> up, eh? Well, no, because she did this thing where she said, right, I'm going to do butter on toast now. And I was like thinking, well, who needs to be shown how to do butter on toast? But what she does is really weird in that she does like one layer of butter and lets it seep in to like the bread and whatnot. And then she does another layer of butter and then like, get this at the end, she does some salt on top. No. Salty bread. Nigella's yeah. arteries must be in absolute state. If she's drink, if she's eating doubly buttered salted toast, oh, she she definitely doesn't eat that herself. Doesn't eat carbs since ninety seven. No, no, definitely not. I just can't get over the fact that she could, she could be a grandma, and let at the oh, same time no. I find her a little bit attractive. Oh, a little bit. The group chat when you two were watching Nigella at the same time was vile, vile. <laughs> I, I had to mute it. I don't, I don't watch Nigella, but I did agree with Harrison's point. She is a very attractive woman for her age, but she plays yeah. into it. She does. She knows she does. Mm. Mm. I've got some chocolate on my finger. What do I do? I'm going <laughs> to have lick to lick it off. Lick it off. Should I lick my finger for you? She knows what she's doing. Mm. There's a lot of ASMR in her stuff as well, isn't there? Like she makes yeah. all sorts of weird noises. Mm. No. I've dropped oh. a lot of hints to get her cookbook for Christmas. Uh, Harrison, you know the cookbook will not contain photos of her. It will be photos of food. No, yeah, I know, but she, she makes really nice desserts. Harrison, there's like... no need to hide it. If you want to look at photos of Nigella Lawson, just search on Google Images, Nigella Lawson. <laughs> Don't just get a whole cookbook so you can just, you know, have a bit of Harrison time. <laughs> Harrison, I want to make the lasagna, but all the pages are stuck together. <laughs> I've got photocopies. Oh. No, but she, she does do really nice food. Like, mm. she, uh, the thing I was watching the other day, and she was doing like a couple of desserts, and it's all, it's, it's all based around that you're having people coming over, but these are easy things to do. And like, we're getting to what the stage... A stupid, what a stupid time to have a show about people coming over for, for meals. What a ridiculous, insensitive cow that woman is. Hey, invite her friends over, but you can't. So you have to eat it yourself with your doubly buttered toast and salt. And also this thing like, oh, well, she does good meals. We fucking hope so. She's a professional chef. <laughs> she's not. Yeah. She's not. She's a restaurant oh, critic. Oh, she's, she's a professional chef. She has never worked in a kitchen. Yeah, but she's had so many shows. That... She has worked in a kitchen because theoretically... She has no, because she's been recorded cooking in a kitchen, which is working in a kitchen. She's not worked she... in a restaurant kitchen. Well, yeah, what but what is a professional chef? She wouldn't well, be able to handle the heat. She's too. No. She's she's quite a leisurely cook, isn't she? Like mm. you, you wouldn't you wouldn't stick Nigella in a restaurant with like thirty orders. She'd lose her marbles. She always eats the ingredients as well while she's exactly. cooking. And the hygiene standards—they'd be shut down within seconds. Seconds. <laughs> And Nigella's Who? licking spoons in the back. <laughs> Who was Otis chef? Redding playing in the background? Yeah. Just uh, on in the background. <laughs> first things first, you've got to get your playlist right. You really do. Sh- come on, Nigella. We've got four orders coming in. Yes, I know. <laughs> this 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 beautiful music's not gonna play itself. Or she licks chocolate again. <laughs> <laughs> you also have undercooked food, Tom, at your house. Not in my house. Not not the house I'm at the minute. George said that your tip your tip for cooking chicken fajitas is to leave them a little bit red in the inside. What? Oh George, yeah, yeah, a little bit pink on the middle of chicken. Oof. 
Oof, perfection. No, that's not. That's botulism. That's um, <laughs> that's potential stomach problems. That is later on in life. Why? Why? <laughs> why? You know, what? What was your diet like when you were a young man, Mister Robertson? Well, I used to eat raw chicken. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. That's the cause for the uh, <laughs> for the bowel problems. I have actually never eaten. I don't do pink in the middle. That was always a joke. That was always a joke that George liked to pretend it was real. So I looked more of a barbarian than I actually was. But I have <laughs> accidentally. I did once eat a whole packet of pre-cooked. Ch- no, I thought they were pre-cooked chicken goujons. They were just chicken goujons. And I ate loads raw. I ate like oh. four raw. Yeah, and it didn't make me feel ill at all. I've got an iron stomach. Like, I can, I can eat stuff off the floor. Yeah, I'm... I've got a weird little tum-tum. I eat frozen chips throughout the whole uni. That's so unwell. Oh, what, the frozen chips, when you just put them onto the oven tray and you're waiting for the oven to come up to temperature and you just, you just nibble a quick one. I know, like, that. sometimes just, like, being in the freezer getting my dinner, I'm like, oh, there's a bag of chips in there and they're open. <laughs> just treat, treat myself to a frozen <laughs> that's, chip. That's not all right. Frozen peas are quite nice. Yeah, I, I, I can't get COVID, I've decided. It's impossible. It won't touch me. It won't <laughs> go anywhere near my body. As I've said before, if you've been to Sound Circus, you have nothing to be concerned about what's the content of the vaccine is. Oh, yeah. Sound cir- mm. If you've been Sound Circus, just don't worry COVID's about it. Not gonna, you don't even need the vaccine. <laughs> you had a bit of cheeky hep C from, uh, yeah. <laughs> from Sound Circus. If you've been on the pole in Sound Circus, oh. you're immune to everything. The liquid's on that pole. How are we feeling about the vaccine? We're all going to get it? Oh, yeah. Straight away, mate. I can't. I can't wait. I'm going to get a, here in. I don't know if it's going to be said everywhere else, but in Wales, we get a little credit card that says you've had the vaccine. Pat on the back, gold star. It's got. Uh, it's got when you've had the vaccine, when you've done it. Apparently, you're going to be able to get into anything because you've had the vaccine. Yeah. One of my grandparents is getting vaccinated uh, next week. That's good. Is that the is that the Pfizer or the Oxford or the whatever other? Well, I presume it'll be the Pfizer. He he doesn't know, but my nan. Every time, like we mention the vaccine, she keeps on mentioning going off afterwards, saying, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a long time till I get it," because obviously I'm not over eighty, and just keeps on just reminding everyone, "I'm not eighty yet. You're seventy nine. You're seventy nine. <laughs> like you're you're not some young buck just roaming free. You're seventy nine. What's the first thing? You, first thing you're going to do after getting vaccinated? I'm just going to run and cough over everyone. <laughs> I'm going to lick bus seats. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally immune from anything now. I'm just gonna, you know, have a little bath in a in a in a you know storm drain, chill out there, kiss a rat, eat some raw chicken. Here we go. <laughs> totally immune. This is gonna be brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait. I honestly think, honestly, that I, you know, obviously, I think the first couple of months of next year are gonna. I, I know everyone seems to think 2021 is gonna be a hey, we're all gonna be free. I think the first few months are gonna be hell as it has been most of 2020. But then I think by the spring, we'll start to see things turn around. Yeah, when they start rolling out the vaccine a bit more, more people yeah. get it. If you say you're an anti-vaxxer, every time you go to a supermarket, you have to ask them, right, what is the ingredients of all of these meals? And if you don't know the ingredients of your meals and you don't know what you're putting in your body, and that could be dangerous and against your beliefs. So unless they know exactly what's in their sausage rolls, their pork pies, their everything, then no. You can't have you can't have any food, and then it's problem solved. I find the best way to deal with them is to outnut them. 
anything that they say, you just go one level up to the point where they think, fuck it, no, he, 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 he's, he's not right in the head. He's not right in the head. And then they don't, they just stop talking to you. How do you out and out an anti-vaxxer? Right, come at, come at me with some like anti-vax stuff. I don't want to get the COVID vaccine in case I get autism. Huh. You believe that one, eh? Hey, oh, tell, let me tell you this. It is going to be a lot fucking worse than that. A lot fucking worse. The COVID vaccine is going to turn you into a Wi-Fi router. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to turn gonna you fun. on into a physical object. You know TVs? They used to be people, and then they gave them the COVID vaccine. And look at them now. TVs. T- yeah. Turn people into flat screens. That's what the COVID vaccine is going to do to you. <laughs> Google, it- Alexas. They used to be people, and then they had the COVID vaccine. Exactly. It's the same people, though, that are that you know were more than happy to get their free Google Assistant with Spotify. It's like this actually got to microphone. That me, obviously, and I was very pleased with it. But it's actually got it's got a microphone in it. It's attached to all of your stuff. It knows everything, and it's like, oh no, they, they, they might inject me with a uh, with a tracker. So you've got one. It's your phone. That's the end of the day. I've got, I've got a Huawei. So I'm I'm fucked. Everyone's everyone's having to listen to me. <laughs> if if the government wanted to find everything there is to know about me, they could probably do it in half an hour, I reckon. Probably. Yeah. And that's just by stuff that we already have and we don't care about. But you know the same people that are saying, like, you know, you know, in, on every single website you have to consent to the cookies and stuff. You say, Oh, all right, fine, consent, fine. Yeah. Well, that's all the information there. There you go. <laughs> Job done. Information gathered. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to getting the vaccine, having it done, getting it all finished, over and done with. Nicely done. And stay safe say, this Christmas, young men. I, I do want the I, I do want the Oxford one just because I like sort of them coming at it from like an ethical point of view, in that they're making it like a lot cheaper. They're producing it at cost price throughout the um, pandemic period. They're making sure that it's available to developing countries and to poor people as well. Whereas, you know, right. Pfizer, they're just out to make a buck. Well, Bloody Bill Gates is out there to make a buck. Oh, That's what Bill... I say. Oh, Bill Gates, classic Bill Gates. But the thing is, Bill Gates isn't at the... He, he's not at the centre of all of it. It's the Bill Gates impersonator from Nathan For You. He's the one <laughs> controlling everything. <laughs> He's a real mastermind behind the whole operation. Hello, I, I am Bill, and Gates. it's all because it's all because Francis <laughs> didn't get back in touch with him. Oh uh, yeah, he started COVID because he didn't he didn't get his love of his life back. <laughs> I learned to swim. You I, could I swim swam a mile. I could swim, but not very well. Mm. And now I now I can swim competently. Oh well done, look at you. I t- actually, I'll tell you a story. Last time I went swimming, it was uh, it was not long after the last lockdown. They'd opened the leisure centres. And I was like, ooh, I'll go, I'll go for a nice swim. That, that sounds absolutely delightful. I'll go for a little swim. I went to a little uh, swimming, a little leisure centre, a place called Panar. It was lovely, lovely little, lovely little gym. Uh, I got in there, swam a few lengths, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be violently sick. So I immediately got out of the pool. <laughs> was violently ill everywhere. Got oh, back on in the, the pool. Side, did you get to a toilet? I got to a toilet. It was all right. I okay. managed to you get You were just like fun. sat just on like the a side wall, of the pool. A fountain going into the pool of your thing. <laughs> and then got out. Uh, got, I got back in again. Had a, had a, Did another length. And I was like, going to be sick again. So I got out. 
<laughs> went to the toilet, threw up again. And then the rest of the session, I just sat in the uh, sat in the changing room, just sort of with my head between my legs, shaking. And I've, <laughs> <That's lovely. laughs> I've got no idea what happened. No idea what was wrong with me. I, I, I came back home. I felt like death. I um, had a big sleep for about two hours, woke up and felt all right. No idea what happened then. But I haven't went, been swimming since. The fact that you went back in the pool after vomiting, very odd. I thought it might have been that I'd, I, I had like breakfast quite quickly and then I got in the pool and then I swam like a lot and I thought, oh yeah, I've, I've exerted myself. But you then need to I leave got, it an hour. I know. So there you go. There's a swimming story for you. Oh yeah. Don't, don't be sick in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love I, to see. Can you be? Can you be sick underwater? <laughs> Surely not. Not <laughs> the breathing you need. No, that'd be really hard because, like, wouldn't the pressure of the water in front of you stop the sick from coming out? Yeah. Or would would it like just sort of spread everywhere? It would just spread everywhere. Oh, that'd be quite funny. I might try and make myself sick underwater. If we, if why would like... you do that? <laughs> if, we've got any, if we've got any science boffs listening in, the question we'd like to ask is, can you be sick underwater? Hang on, let's go to Google. One sec. Google knows. Now you think. Ecosia. Oh, Ecosia. What's Ecosia? Is uh, that a browser? Yeah, it's a browser, and they plant trees with the uh, profits they use. Yeah, That's no one ethical. uses it. How many trees have they planted? I, th- I think, like, a couple of million. Oh, that's all right. So I found, I found, so can you be sick underwater is not a common question. So that is not really brought up an easy answer. However, there are some questions which you might like to know the answers to. What happens if you vomit while scuba diving? <laughs> <laughs> so with, <laughs> with, <laughs> I want video. So, there's a website and it's the complete guide to throwing up underwater. <laughs> So, the guide to throwing up underwater states, the scuba struggle is real. That's horrible. Involuntary function of the body are going to follow us underwater, whether we like it or not, until we can find a way to tuck them away in a dry bag with our phones and wallets back on shore, they will remain our uninvited dive buddies. (laughs) The degrees, the degrees of intrusiveness can vary from function to function. So let's start at the top with the baddest buddy around. Here is everything you need to know about dealing with Mr. Vomit <laughs> during your dive. Oh, it's horrible. So if you'd like to know this, just type in, can you vomit in a scuba site? Because apparently there are loads of procedures you need to. Uh, and there's pictures of, of people being sick in their scuba. In a scuba. Oh, in their scuba thing. So if you need to, uh, if you need to know this, then please look it up. Be safe for our scuba diving. Don't yeah, don't. Yourself. Yeah, let's just be careful. Yeah. It's mm. also, can you cough underwater? And you, you can't. Can you cough underwater? I don't know. Can you? Can you laugh underwater? Wouldn't you just choke? You got to breathe in to laugh. You got to breathe in to cough as well, surely, to a certain extent. What yeah. happens if you sneeze underwater? This is rather like the duck's echo. Just because you have never heard one doesn't mean it's impossible. Sneezing underwater isn't very likely because dust, allergens, and bright sunlight, the three things that normally provoke a sneeze, are all absent. So if you've sneezed, if you're listening to this and you've sneezed underwater, we really want to hear from you. What the hell happened? Are you okay? You dust, dusty water. <laughs> Was it just some sort of dusty lake that you were swimming in or a ravine? Mm. I recently had a bit of a health scare. What happened? Found a lump on my balls. Oh, lovely! Yeah, that, that don't. warranted 
any response from a dog then. <laughs> yeah, your dog's not happy with that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, someone's just coming through the door. Um, yeah, no, went to the uh, went to the doctors and all stuff like that. They they had a feel around. I asked them to buy me dinner first. Did they do the? Yeah, you um, actually did. Did they do the baby scanner thing on your bullsack? No, they they just had a feel round. Oh, they and did. And they just mine. said it was a just a cyst. Mmm. So we're gonna remove it. Harrison is single. If you want his sissy <laughs> balls, I know it's, it's gone around. now. They, they they said it would just go after a couple of weeks. And but uh, remember, fellas, get them checked. Always oh, check check in the shower when it's nice and warm. I, I check pretty or much bath. every day. You know, Don't what, check in restaurants. Yeah, I I find the best or time. the office. I find the best time to check your balls is when you're Busk. having a shit. When you, no. When you, not when your junk's in the toilet. No. Because yeah, you're there anyway. Just put your hands down and just, you know. That's a relaxing time. You don't want to be dealing with no. cancerous thoughts. That's horrible. I want to be in the element. I In, in 2012, it's, it's a legendary story now. In 2012, um, when the Olympics was on, I was helping my family move around some furniture in the house. Like, you know, some pretty big chest of drawers, like, uh, yeah, up and down stairs and stuff. And then it was the evening of Super Saturday and I was sat- sitting in the armchair and I was like, my fucking hell, my balls are killing me. And I was in absolute agony sitting there with ice pack on my balls because somehow whilst doing this lifting of the furniture, I pulled my bollocks and I was in, I was in severe pain. So I had to sit there going, come on, Mo. Oh, oh. Mind you, I've been actually getting backache, another ailment of mine, because I've been sitting down so much of late. My, but I've got some like serious bad lumbar like pain. You're too committed to sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> what I've got is I've got an alarm that goes off my phone every half an hour to do the stretching. That's the worst the stretching. of a fucking sociopath, mate. Yeah, yeah. So you try and touch your toes and then you go straight up again. Would you do that on a date if your alarm went off and it's been a little ding? Oh, sorry, mind you. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> That's my stretches done. So where are you from? Uh... <laughs> Do you pull over in the car to do stretches on the side of the road if you've got a long drive? Well, no, I, I haven't really... It's something that I've started in, like, the last month, so I haven't had any long drives recently. No, right? Yeah, maybe you should try. See what happens. I'll come up and see you, Tom. Oh, no, don't. But, like, go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> don't want you here. <laughs> So you're listening to Read Between the Blanks. This is the game where I read out famous log lines from film and TV and I've taken out key words and you have to read between the blanks. This is, of course, a Christmas special. So these are Christmas films and there are five up for grabs and we have one in the final round. So Lovely. number one, I'll be ready. Yes. Two women troubled with guy problems swap blanks the holiday. each other's... It is the holiday Christmas Which isn't classic. a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film, Sam. It's it just a, a film Christmas set at Christmas. Making it a Christmas film. No, no. The holiday, the holiday horrible, is Tom. magnificent. Don't bother. Don't bother. You, know, you know how much I love my Fine. rom-coms. This is trash. Right, Trob, I'll give, you, like I'll, give it, you, I'll give you one word right, to describe the holiday. Right, It's a really good romp. Okay? Oh, is it a good romp? I love Harrison, a romp. Harrison doesn't understand a romp. Right? Harrison's never understood the, the logistics of a good romp. No, the art of a romp. Yeah, yeah. Holiday is a very good film. And that was the first answer to the first question. So, with their daughter away, the Blanks decide to skip Christmas altogether. Christmas of the Cranks. 
I think you said that at the same time. I said. I think first. I started first, but I I talk a lot slower. I heard Christmas at nearly the same time, so I will give you both one point each for Christmas with the Cranks because I heard Christ at the same time. So it was Christmas with the Cranks. Number three, it's two one to Harrison. An eight-year-old blank must protect his house. It is home alone. It's two apiece, must protect his house from a pair of blanks when he is accidentally left blank by his family during Christmas vacation. Which, by the way, if that was made now, child services, come on. Well, you've got mobile phones, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mum, you've left me behind. Oh, shit, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually remaking it. No need. Christmas, I mean, the fourth one was absolutely diabolical, so don't do it. Ridiculous. Oh, all of Kevin's family's phones are out of charge, so none of them pick up. Somehow, somehow none of them have any phone charge. For See, four days. What I think should happen is that Macaulay Culkins comes back and he's the burglar. And he's yes. just robbing people's houses. He looks like a burglar. Now, let's be yeah. honest. He played that role very well. Bless him. Uh, so it's two apiece and we go into round four. A blank and a little girl must prove that a man claiming to be Santa Claus... Elf. Miracle on 34th Street. Uh. It is Miracle on 34th Street. That's uh, three two to Harrison there. Number five. When a man inadvertently kills Blank on Santa Christmas Claus. Eve, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus. He finds himself magically recruited to take his place. So it's three all, and we're down to the final round. Are we both this ready? Tense. This is tense. I will be listening, so I'll turn up my volume so I can hear properly. So. Three apiece, it all goes down to this. The blank characters tell their version of a classic tale. The Muppet's Christmas Carol. I'm going to have to give it to Harrison. He gave the, he gave the full answer. You just said the Muppets. <laughs> you, did, you, you did say the Muppets first. However, I wouldn't have accepted that as an answer because it's not the Muppets. It is, in fact, a Muppet's Christmas Carol, which Harrison did get right. So 4-3, Harrison takes the game. Bravo. You win a very lockdown Christmas with your family. Yeah. <laughs> and you should consider yourself lucky. <laughs> so there's you want uh, a better prize win better. That was a bad win. There wasn't there wasn't any there wasn't any class in that win. It was, it was a Jose win. He said the full scraped, answer to the thing. Scraped a victory. Um well I had a list of Christmas films and I haven't really got through it. So how do you feel about this list, right? Love Actually? Yeah, good film. Elf? Yeah. I don't like the relationship between Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel in that film. I think it's creepy. Well, what do you think he's, it's creepy about I think it's it. nice. He's a grown-up child. She's a nonce. <laughs> the whole thing about him, Buddy, is that he's essentially an 11-year-old in the body of a 32-year-old. and She's like, you know what? I want to slice me off a bit of that. <laughs> no, I, I think end. similar things about you. I think you're an eleven-year-old, pretty much. Yeah, but frozen chips out of the bag. Yeah, but like the fact is, the chances are in their first, the first time having intercourse, which isn't shown in the film, it's in the deleted scene. He probably <laughs> cries or something like. I honestly think that you know the scene in the Inbetweeners with Will and Charlotte Hinchcliffe. <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's how I picture Will Ferrell's limp body. <laughs> <laughs> Gently grinding against the tradition. While he's, while he's, while he's humming jingle bells. Muppets Christmas Carol. 
Oh, yeah, I hang love on. Muppets Christmas Carol. Can, can I just say something about Muppets Christmas Carol? Because my favourite part of Muppets Christmas Carol, and Michael Caine recently, well, I saw that he oh, recently okay, confirmed this, is that he refused to do the film if he was expected to do, do comic lines and things like that. He said, the only way I'm doing this is if I treat it like I'm doing Shakespeare and treating like um, the, Kermit the Frog like... like I'm acting opposite a thespian. He, he said, did amazingly, though. He is a proper good Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge. He really is. But I mean, he, he just takes it so seriously. Yeah. That's what I love about it. I'm, I'm yet to watch it this year, but I need to watch it. Uh, I've got Miracle on 34th Street. I've never Home Alone seen that. One. I, I've seen the one with the girl from Matilda, but that was a long time ago, so I need to have a watch of that. Home Alone 1 and 2. Christmas with the Cranks, which I think I'm not going to bother with this year. Christmas uh, the with the Sun- Cranks is a classic, I've never seen Sam. It. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, Tim Allen, the King of Christmas, Tim Allen. <laughs> He's in Santa Claus as well. Who, who's the? That's on the list. Who's the vicar in um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, Rickety Cricket. Yeah, he's, oh, in. he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it at the end. Yeah, that's bizarre. What Tim Allen's guy. amazing. Tim Allen in the Tim Allen in the Santa Claus is again amazing. But that you know again, that f- film is bizarre. Like he, he actually murders Father Christmas like by mistake. But oh yeah, he what? does. He manslaughters Father Christmas and is yeah. like, you know what? I'll just become him now. I'll wear yeah. his skin. It's actually kind of psychotic. <laughs> My favourite fact about Tim Allen and the uh, the Santa Claus movies is that Disney dropped their policy of hire, of not hiring ex-convicts for any mm. of their roles. And famously, Tim Allen tried to, I think, was he tried to drug smuggle weed somewhere or cocaine? Yeah, I, I thought it was a somewhere. yeah, it was a cocaine run, wasn't it? That he did, you know. But wasn't it in the seventies when it was, you know, oh, well, that's bigger, fine. bigger, bigger problems going on than you know. A bit of <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another great fact about Santa Claus. Tim Allen had to method act being Santa because many of the child extras still believed in Santa and their parents asked him to pretend to be Santa Claus even when the cameras weren't rolling. So they oh, wouldn't no. continue to believe. It's really sweet. That's really sweet, I think. He didn't do... Like, that nice. Can you remember that clip of Donald Trump a few years ago? And he was speaking to the little boy on Christmas Eve, and he goes, now you're seven, do you still believe in Father Christmas? Because I know it can be touching girl at your age. <laughs> oh, he's just the worst. He's just the worst person. You still believe in Santa, you little fucking dummy? <laughs> <laughs> can you vote? Are you a Republican? Can, can you vote? Can you vote? Oh, he's a nasty uh, human. Have you, oh, Santa Claus 2 gave me nightmares. Like, the fake evil Santa with the plastic face. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. scared me shitless. It, they really petered off them films. Like Santa, think... Santa Claus 1 was great, and San, the Santa Claus 2 and 3 were kind of dreadful. They're the third one. Yeah, yes. and it's Jack Frost. Bloody hell. Yeah. Who do you think weighs more, Father Christmas or God? Weighs more? Yeah. Well, neither, neither a real Harrison. Yeah, but uh, in, in terms of, like, theory... Hypothetically speaking, who do you think? Well, if we're saying that God is is an in-physical deity and Santa is a made-up fat prick, I'd probably Probably say Santa, Santa, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine God's that heavy. You can't weigh air. Father Christmas is, like, really heavy, but then, like, God's ginormous. But at the same time, God's made of air and air weighs nothing. Yeah, it's... I think it's an interesting question. I think they should submit to question time. They should. They always have the the funny one, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, my questions for uh, my questions for uh, Craig. Uh, 
Who weighs more, God or Santa? <laughs> you always get, you always get um, Fiona going. <laughs> so, who, who weighs more, uh, God or Santa? <laughs> Ridiculous that show. It's a farce. It is a farce. Oh. Yeah, I've got, still got Die Hard to watch. You've got Scrooged, magnificent. Scrooged. What Scrooged? Scrooged? With um, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray in the eighties. It's it's a modern day, well, in the eighties, Scrooge, and he's a miserable guy, and it's brilliant. Not, it is pretty good. Quite creepy. It's quite dark. Yeah. My family have never been a big Christmas movie family. We it's just Love Red Two, Wall to Wall. We watched Love Actually, and yeah, we watched Red Two, but we like have tinsel around our face while we do it, so it's festive. <laughs> just, surely you watch things like Die Hard, don't you? I I, I watch Die Hard. You used to watch Lord's Rings with my big sister around Christmas time. Yeah, there Can't are some it, films yeah. that in are sort of inherently Christmassy, and they're not Christmassy. You know, like Harry Potter, it just feels yeah. like a Christmas franchise, and they're not Christmas uh, films. Harry Potter's a between Christmas and New Year franchise. Yeah. yeah. When you've got, you got nothing on, you just stick out. You well, What's all the Harry Potter's between Christmas and New Year? I yeah. always consider Casino Royale to be one of those Christmassy films, in that it always seems to be on Christmas Eve on ITV2, and like those last minute presents that you need wrapping, they've got you've got Casino Royale and you just wrap in the presents because you can just dip, dip in and out of that film. And I think that's mm. I think that's what you need. The Bonders, I always find it's on around Christmas, it's Die Another Day, and I hate that film. Die Another Day is, is my least one. favorite Bond, it's a vile movie, it's just shit. The, the, the um, the invisible car, and you're just like, no, no, that's just too far fetched for me. Fucking Madonna acting. Oh, God. I, do you not think, though, that there's some camp fun qualities that are now missing from Bond? It's very serious and bleak and dark. And Craig Craig always, I mean, it says it in Toast to London, he always seems like the villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. There's, no, there's no sort of like, there's no camp fun. There's no ridiculous stunts or, you know, they're all real. And if you do, if you do get shot, you will bleed. Whereas Bond could just like shake off a bullet, you know. <laughs> Are you and I think that's a shame. for John Barrowman to be the next Bond fan. And he does the theme as well, yeah. Yeah, I'd love it. James Bond! <laughs> John Barrowman. <laughs> See, I always say with Bond, it is reflective of where we feel our places in the world at that moment. There's like, I, actually, I get that because there's Britpop and that was very Piers Brosnan, very British yeah. flag and all of that. So yeah, that kind of actually makes sense. And like we had the in, in Casino Royale, it's quite bleak. Yeah, so you might, actually, that's a very, very valid point. I think Harrison. I think that's very good because, like, um, you know that even the posters for things like From Russia with Love feels very sixties. Yeah, and very cool, and you know, again, like the British thing. But yeah, you may be right there. It's, it's ridiculous how long this bond is taking to come out because of COVID. Now, they, I, I think, think I've had the theme tune for a year and a half. Yeah, Billy Eilish's Another Way to Die got released last July. Yeah, they've chickened yeah. out. I, I, they really did. They completely pushed out of that. People I were going to go and watch it, it online. Yeah, I, give it to Sky or something. Yeah, yeah. But would they make their money back? Yeah, they would if they released it online. People would because this is what it. Disney found that Disney released um, Mulan online, and then you had to pay extra for it. And I think they only just broke even on it because obviously not as many people were watching it. But then if you do it as like a Disney Plus exclusive. Are those people going to sign up in enough mum- numbers that you bring up? It's, it's... No. Not for another remake. It doesn't matter what the remake is. Stop making bloody remakes of films. 
Mm. It's, it's Disney are getting cheeky now because it's just so ridiculous. The amount of film, I mean, they're going to do The Little Mermaid. They're proud of themselves for doing a shot-by-shot remake of Beauty and the Beast. That's not something to be proud of. That's just lazy, lazy as shit. You know, have you got a storyboard? Uh, yeah. Have you seen the original Beauty and the Beast? Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the fucking storyboard. Yeah. Oh, put in some effort. Come on, you lazy cunts. You must have, honestly, Disney must have the most amount of money to spend on script writers to write new, exciting material. And they are just did, remaking the same shit. Did Disney, do they have the rights to all the DreamWorks stuff at the minute? Did they buy DreamWorks? Did, no. Are, I, 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 just still, I think that's, isn't that still a universal thing? Oh, it might be. Because I read what I want is, you know how Cats was done, the musical? Yeah. Where, like, they wore, where everyone wore, like, those weird pin those ping pong ball suits and they mm. danced and it was love it was horrible but i want that but they make flushed away into a <laughs> musical and they keep the exact same cast so we have shane ritchie on screen with hugh jackman that's gonna be perfect when we add a few catchy songs on oh yeah flushed away the musical but everyone it's live action obviously live action yeah. ian mckellen's doing his thing you got you got the you got the great cut bill ba- is bill bailey in it when flushed away, no. I've got. Oh, I thought Bill Bailey was in it. We'll put Bill Bailey in it anyway because we all want to see Bill Bailey as a rat. I have to say, I don't think I've ever seen Flushed Away all the way through. Oh, it's a great movie. Great I, I, movie. I've, I've probably seen all of the film, but just not in one go. It's definitely in my top three animated films about rats. <laughs> what's number one <laughs> and two for that matter? Ratatouille, and then what's it called? The, the Travelers. Those like no, the, the Rescuers. The Rescuers. Oh, the Rescuers is lovely. It goes goes Ratatouille, Flushed Away, The Rescuers. I'm I'm more of a Christmas special TV guy. Yeah. Christmas film guy. Gavin and Stacey. No. Are you not a Gavin and Stacey fan? I like the original Christmas special. Oh, the oh, one no, last yeah, year, I, mean. I, I don't care what anyone says, it was shit. It was shit. Yeah, it, was it was such a disappointment. dreadful. So needless and fucking yeah. shit. And but, I, uh, whole... I, like, I like... James Corden just annoys me now. I can't stand watching him on TV. Yeah. Um, but what really annoyed me, and I think quite summed up my thoughts in the episode quite well, is you know that, like, the bit, I think it's in, like, the first five minutes or so, and, like, James Corden knocks on Gavin's door, and he's like, are you telling me to step in? Yeah. Like they do that whole gag. I was like, no, you're just trying to riff of on jokes that you've previously made. Because like, that was the whole yeah. like World Cup thing when he comes in and he starts doing the yeah. um, John Barnes rap from World in Motion. It's the same yeah. gag. But I think they just I repeat mean, the gags like that. But they with, started like, a different context. Yeah. Well, they started like storylines and then they just didn't like, you know, there was that thing about Stacey not feeling like wanted anymore. Yeah. And then about about a third way through the episode, she was just like, ah. I'm all good. I'll shag fine. you in public. That yeah. was literally it. Was and like, I was just like, oh, all right. you. oh, you know what? I'm actually well keen just for a, for a big old public shag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all just, good now. It was a let, it was a letdown. I, I, I think there was a lot of people that were very excited. And then when they watched, I, I like Pete and Pete and Dawn, you know, falling from the trust tree. I thought that was quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> you, you can't fall from my trust tree again. But that was literally, that was the only time I actually let out a, a mild snort of laughter. Maybe when Bryn's doing his night in the kitchen. But that was there about are children, it, really. There are children in it, and children in TV just ruin every TV show. Yeah. Name a good child actor, you can't. It's any like not going under, out. Any actor under the age of 16 is shit. Mm. And I will die, live in... All of the kids from Stranger Things, shit. Can't have you seen, stand them. Can't stand them. Have you seen any of his dark materials? Uh, is, is it mainly children? 
It's two children, but they are very, no, very good. I doubt, very, it. Very good. I doubt it very much. I've never seen a child actor who hasn't annoyed me. And that's all, right, all we've um, got time on this Faces of Radio Christmas special. We hope no matter where you are, you, you have a good time. No matter what you're doing. That's yeah, nice. Do have a nice time. I mean, it's an, this year's been an absolute fucking dickhead. So do try and have a nice Christmas, whatever happens. Yeah. You know, thank you for listening this far. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, I mean, I think we've got one listener in Sweden, haven't we? And we've, we've got Ralph. a listener in Jacob um... Ralph. <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Ralph. We made his top five. We made his spot five <laughs> unwrapped. We also have a listener Jake... in South Korea as well. Like we, we, oh, we've got listeners everywhere. Super Merry fan Christmas, Jacob Ralph. Ralph. That's all I'm going to say. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Jacob Ralph. <laughs> Merry Christmas, one and all. And Jacob Ralph. But mainly Jacob Ralph. Mainly Jacob Ralph. Jacob Ralph, have a wonderful Christmas, whatever (laughs) you're doing. And just know that your your three biggest idols wish you all the best. He helped me run a marathon, so... I hope you get everything that you want this year. The Nigella cookbook and all of it. Yes, Jacob's not going to ask for that. Well, Jacob Ralph, I hope whatever you get for Christmas, <laughs> you enjoy it. Because <laughs> you really do deserve the best presents, Jacob The Ralph. merriest of Christmases. Yeah. Have a sherry, you know. On have us. A pa- have a party popper. On us. And we miss you, Jacob Ralph. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast, Jacob Ralph. And if there's anything you'd like to message us, we'll put it in the next podcast because you are our sole listener. And a yes. fan you are, Jacob Ralph. We should just do a special podcast just for him. Yeah, just we were, Jacob Ralph show. In the yeah. new year, yeah, we will. We'll have him on. Jacob Ralph, fan of the show. <laughs> super fan. It'll be like when Partridge met his super fan. Jacob's <laughs> just got tattoos of us on him. <laughs> it's just bedroom wall just be filled with pictures of us. Bless Jacob Ralph. Anyway, best of luck what? for Christmas. Love you all. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Christmas.